the least famous person in the room is fucking Baker Mayfield. Dude, I sit down at the fucking table. Jason Kelsey comes and sits down next to me. Here's why I was able to do what I did. I wish more people would ask me questions like this because it's important. Hey, raise your kids in the Trump Tower. I don't know. <laughs> but I'll tell you this, that company made me rich, dude. People don't fucking understand how hard it is to make money. First of all, how much did you sell for? Well into the eight figures and it put me in a position to never have to do shit the rest of my life. What's your biggest regret in life? Welcome back to the MBH podcast, Money Buys Happiness. Guys, appreciate you tapping in. As always, someone told us not to do this, but f fuck this. Subscribe to the channel if you're not subscribed. Like this video, leave yes. a comment, do your thing. Follow us on Snapchat, 140,000 subs on Snapchat. We're flying, okay? Exclusive content there, you know what to do. Merch is live, we got new merch coming, so you also know what the fuck to do. If you're listening, Apple, Spotify, five stars. Don't be lazy, bro. Please. Don't be lazy. Come we on, know you're man. listening. Come on, bro. Damn. Nesto. We got our boy back with us. Yes. Back. Got our boy, yes. John Sarasani. What's up, baby? Hey, Yo, man. we're in Vegas right now. Listen, it will, and you guys, last time we met, you were in my place in West Hollywood. In LA, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was a good time. Now I'm in your place, fucking A. Here for Super Bowl weekend. Yep. Yes, you know, obviously you're here as well. Bro, I'm excited, man. It's, uh, came with a little... A little crew, a little entourage. Yeah, you got, you got an audience here, bro. Too. I, I gotta tell you though, we're having the fucking time of our lives, bro. <laughs> we we got invited to play in um Burt Kreischer's uh, blackjack little thing yesterday, and I'm we're kind of walking over. There, hey, this might be a bust. I have no idea who the fuck's gonna be there. We walk in, it's like a who's who. It was it was fucking. Who were you great. playing with yesterday, bro? We had um when the, when the least famous person in the room yeah. is fucking Baker Mayfield. You know you're in a pretty good fucking. <laughs> yeah, room. All right? okay, like for real. For real. Crazy. Doing some blackjack? Dude, I sit down at the fucking table and those guys, I always fuck their names up. What are they called? Boston, Boston with the Boys podcast. Okay, yeah. Taylor and what's yeah, the yeah. guy's name? Taylor and what? Will Compton. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're there. Tom Segura's next to me. And then Crazy. I'm sitting at the end table. We're this fucking fun. Bert's watching, kind of heckling us in the background. We're having a good fucking time. Jason Kelsey comes and sits down next to me. Damn. I saw that. Dude, that was, was crazy, like, bro. Fuck, bro. That was crazy. I'm going to tell you guys some fucked up shit, though. I'm going to tell you guys some fucked up shit. <laughs> Talk to me. The video went fucking viral, all right? Because those busting with the boys guys are under Barstool. It went fucking by viral. Barstool fucking posted. My phone starts fucking blowing up. I go, something happened. Someone posted fucking something. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to get so many fucking followers off this whoever posted this shit. No, I'm just there. People are recognizing me. They didn't mm. tag me. Everyone else got tagged. No. So I'm like telling my followers, hey, go comment. Tag John Sir. <laughs> <laughs> you need that tag. No, I, well, dude, I'm just there as much as everyone else. Whoever posted at Barstool didn't know who the fuck I was. So they didn't tag me. <laughs> no, but it, it, dude, it's crazy. Like we, like we were saying off camera and, mm. and, and like just, dude, mm. we're always talking about you because you're fucking all over social you're media. Bro. You're like, I feel like you're taking it more fucking seriously than anybody I know. And the growth has been crazy. Like I've well, been looking at your we, numbers. Since we first had you on. Yeah. No, no. But even yeah. then I remember talking off camera in West Hollywood with you right. and we were going over everything and you were showing us stuff. You're like, yeah, I'm growing like this much and the pod's going like this, whatever. Yeah. And it's just been like exponential growth dude i really leaned in heavily to the gambling stuff True. And, and i think it's a good compliment to my like business acumen shit when i was on your show before with um bob Menery, it was more kind of business stuff some gambling mm -hmm. 
Um, I have a one that's kind of going viral, like as we speak, it's probably around 3 million right now. And by the time this airs, it's every time I check, it's like one of those deals where you posted it three weeks ago, but it still goes up 30,000 <laughs> yeah. a day somehow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was, uh, me playing blackjack with my son and his friends. Yes. And my yep. son's friend, Ruben fucking tried to stay on a fucking uh, 16 against mm-hmm. an eight. And I go, what the fuck, Ruben? And he goes, I just got a gut instinct. <laughs> and and that, that, I go, that's what happens when you don't play in the high limit room in Vegas. Yeah. I stop the camera. This is exactly why you don't fucking play <laughs> in general population. Guys like fucking Ruben. And then the comments are like, fucking Ruben, you motherfucker. <laughs> well, 15-year-old, he, he's, a, he's Poor a, kid. Yeah, exactly. He enjoyed it, though. He enjoyed it, though. So, well, you've, I think been, so you've been leaning yeah. in, but you've been leaning into that type of content. You've been noticing that it's doing a lot better for you? Yeah, I think, I think the two kind of go hand in hand, bro. I, Okay. I, I think I could get away with the gambling stuff that I talk about because I have the credibility as a business person. I, I, I think at least, and mm-hmm. I think people think my delivery is funny because I'm definitely not, dude. I'm definitely not the richest motherfucker. I'm definitely not the funniest motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's the combination of everything. Uh-huh. At this man? point, at this point, what are you trying to be known for? God, I gotta tell you, man. It, it like. <sighs> So when I first started doing this shit, I would be talking about like, so I'd, the place that you guys were at in LA, I was in all these venture capital deals. Yeah. I had sold my company a few years back and now I'm like, okay, what's this next chapter of my life going to be like? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck, I'm going to deal with Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to deal with fucking Kevin Garnett. I'm Jaleel White's a good fucking friend of mine now. Like I'm in these like who's who Hollywood types of fucking people. Right. Well, then I take it up a notch and say, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to start being me a little bit on social media. And I'm just talking about business acumen. It's one thing. Oh, if you join a C-Corp versus an S-Corp, here's the things you got to look look at. That's mm-hmm. all I used to post. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, those people back when I had 20,000 followers, they're kind of pissed at me. They're, dude, go back to the shit we <laughs> yeah. learn stuff. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to see you drunk playing blackjack at 3 in the morning. I disagree. They do want to see that. <laughs> they do, obviously. The views don't lie. <laughs> they fucking want to see it. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you know what's fucked up about that, bro? The views don't lie. Yeah. You know what lies? The fucking like count. I, I will fucking have views that are disproportionate to my likes yeah. and fucking followers yeah. because people just keep watching. Sometimes I will have videos yeah. that have more shares than likes. Uh-huh. Like I'll have like 4,000 shares and only like 3,500 fucking likes. Uh-huh. True. And, and I, I, my theory on this is people don't want it in public. No, like they don't want other people to see that they like this oh, video. True. Okay, so you know what saying. I mean. They, they don't want it to be out there because I'm saying fuck the W two, fuck corporate America. Yes, yes. You know your boss seeing that you like that fucking video. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're like their guilty pleasure. Exactly. At that when you know your boss follows me too. Yeah, yeah. There you go. But, but you know what? When I when I run through those comments. Cause again, like we're, we're like, mm-hmm. we're really dialed in. So when I see someone's doing something and it's working, I love yeah. to see like, what's the response? Cause do you get a ton of comments? Right. When I, when I run through the comments, I see like a lot of people saying like, who the fuck is this guy? Mm-hmm. So for anybody that's watching now or right. listening right. and they want to know who the fuck you are, yeah. how you got to where you are, even if it's briefly, I, like, I, I know your story, but for anyone that has no idea who John Sarasani is, maybe a little bit of a, a, yeah. of a walkthrough of that. If you don't know who the fuck I am, you need to start paying attention. This, <laughs> this fucking ship's going like this and it's going to keep going. All right? um, <laughs> no, man. So, so my story, my story is, is, is unique in the sense that Anyone could do it. I'm the only motherfucker that's out there talking about it, all right? I figured it out in 2005 that there's smoke and mirrors that exist in corporate America or, or corporate Canada, whichever. Sure. And, and um, I was on that fast track, area vice president, working at a publicly traded company. I had that office. I was 27 years old, rocking and rolling. Um, and I realized, wait a minute, dude. The product here is us. The employees are the product. We're, we're, we're selling ourselves. So, so I'm a salesperson selling the services of 
of our customer service team. Wait, if I could do the customer service piece my fucking self and learn both sides of this, well, what the fuck do I need to work here for? Well, because they, they give you a salary. Well, that salary is a fucking bribe. True. I bring in 800 grand of business last year and they're giving me 140 grand. This is when I was 27 years old. That's so much more now. So much more now. <laughs> anyway, they, they're giving me, I bring in 800 grand of business. They're paying me 140. Okay. No, you're not paying me 140. I'm paying you 660. What did you do for that 660? Mm. And once you start looking at it that way, well, they do a lot for it. They have the name, they have the office, they have the infrastructure. Okay, is that worth 660? I said it's not. So I fucking quit my job while I was on this fast track, dude. Mm. And my goal was to make 300 grand and just have the freedom. And uh, it blew up, dude. I ended up building a company that was the biggest provider of employee, employee benefits insurance to uh, colleges and universities in the United States. Wow. Yeah. And then I sold it nine and a half years later into private equity. And I was uh, 37 years old. And it put me in a position to never have to do shit the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. All right. And, so, yeah and, yeah. and why did you, first of all, how much did you sell for it? Um, I, I mean, I don't like to be, be uh, specific about it, but I'll say well into the eight figures. Okay. I, I always tell people dozens of million no. you don't know if it's, i've read that i've read that two dozen like, or nine dozen i like that i, I read that i read that it's a lot uh yeah no it's it's a good amount dude and i, I mean and, and and really so i talk about the two thousand percent raise i gave myself a two thousand percent that's your brand all right yeah and, yep. and, and it's literal i literally was making 140 and instead of trying to get a fucking 10 percent cost of living increase or whatever the fuck that you get in corporate america mm -hmm. i went and did it for myself for myself on top of the org chart and gave myself a 2,000% raise. Yeah. And I didn't realize until I sold it that it's so much more than a 2,000% raise. That's yep. just the money you're making, ain't you? Sure. Yep. When you sell it, holy shit. Yeah. Private equity changed the game. If you're in a business that, that private equity has the appetite for, um, I don't know exactly why they spend this much money. I mean, I understand it now. I don't fully get it. These private equity firms are buying companies for like a 10 times multiple of their, of, their, um, of their profit, and they're buying a bunch of us. And then they're not even really doing anything. They're just putting us all together, then selling it to a bigger private equity firm for 13 <laughs> times multiple profit. Fuck. And then that one does the same thing and sells it again to someone else for 14 times. It's just yeah. a flip. Well, someone's going to get stuck holding the bag at the yeah, end. That's true. I'm going to be along. You. I'm gonna be, it ain't going to be me. <laughs> I, go, I go, I don't know why the fuck you guys are doing this, but I'll be yeah. along for this little ride right <laughs> yeah. now. Because um, part, part of it is, it, it's a big fucking deal, dude. I had a mm -hmm. cash fucking cow. I was 37 years old, dude. Loved it. I had, you know, how you guys are set up here. You guys are all buddies and shit. Dude, I had people coming to the office. We had old school hip hop Fridays. We were, it was me and the old guy, like me and the other guys in their thirties. Then we had like the 22 year olds working for us. We're like, okay, we'd like argue about like Tupac versus like, <laughs> versus like future. You uh -huh. know what I mean? Like current versus yep. new, you know what I mean? Future's old school now too, yeah. I guess. Probably. How many, this is how 2015. Many, how many employees did you have when you sold? So that's, a, that's the, I, I'm glad you asked that. And, and now this is a um, question that non-entrepreneurs or W2 people ask, or I, I'm, not, I'm not calling you that, but well, you, well, I mean, I guess I am. But, but W2 people place value on things like how many employees you have. That's like their metric because that's like, okay. The thing is, every employee you fucking have is an expense. So if I pay you 50 grand to work for me and I sell this company one day in the future for 10, 10 times profit, that 50 grand salary that's on my books actually cost me 500 grand in that sale, True. okay? So I did everything and my business was typically, um, in, in my industry, it's usually a 20% profit margin and I was operating an 83% profit margin. 
because I have the niche working with colleges and universities. Okay. All right. So I only had about 10 employees, but companies with revenue similar in size as me would usually have about 38, 39 employees was the metric. Damn. But, okay, and that's, but and that's why I had an 83% profit yes. margin whenever I was at a 17%. But, but explain to me how you were able to do that. If you're saying your competitors had 80 employees in comparison to you having 10. 40, yeah. Or, or, so so what like what gave you the ability to, to be in that position? Because I understand like there's a lot of times where we're looking at people, we're talking to guys who, you know, I do, you know, 30 million in yeah. revenue annual. And you're, again, you're generally expecting, oh, that's probably 50 employees. And they're like, right. no, I have seven. Well, if, if someone says they do 30 million, how big is your company? We do 30 million. Okay. What's your profit margin? Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. And also how many partners do you have? Those well, the that, fucking, that's the other side. Those are the yeah. two fucking yeah. questions. Okay. okay. Also, that wasn't that impressive, sir. So you, did, you didn't have any partners. No. So here, here's why I was able to do what I did. Okay. okay? And I, I wish more people would ask me questions like this because it's, it's important. Okay. So the insurance industry, all right, the reasons that the, the profit margin is usually around 17 to 20% is that they have to hire a sales force that goes out and sells the business. Now, to be competitive, especially as a smaller brokerage insurance firm, you need to pay these, compensate these salespeople properly. Okay? Yeah. And that usually means 40% commission or so of whatever they bring in. Oh, it's hefty, okay. Exactly, so whatever they bring in, 40% commission, the rest goes to the house. But now these sales reps are fucking all hot shots. They don't just want the 40%. Well, why should I fucking work here? So you gotta build all these resources and a team around them, mm. subject matter experts, specialists, all the, all this shit fucking costs money, okay? I took all that minutia out and just focused only on colleges and universities. Everything I fucking did was specific to colleges and universities. And any of these things that normally my competitors would have in-house, I would outsource on a case-to-case -case, okay. case -case basis. Okay. Um, it's a good model. Um, a lot of people that know insurance are probably saying, okay, well, how big did you get doing that? We got fucking big, dude. Yeah. We had over 100 fucking colleges as clients. Do the fucking math. Yeah. Average client size is about 400 employees. These are sixty dollars to $70,000 annual accounts. Do the motherfucking math, okay? <laughs> Literally 83% profit margin. That's okay. And then going back to what you said earlier about when people sell and whatnot, or they're looking at these massive companies, yeah. you mentioned partners. Yeah. Did you have any partners when you sold? Never had a partner. I own hundred percent of the company and that was really nice. the, the big thing for me, bro. So when I sold, um, I had a five-year employment contract. I had to work at the company that bought mine yeah. and, and, uh, other people were on the same boat as me, but I realized when I was there, they're not in the same boat as me in terms of their financial future. Okay. okay. Because a lot of them, first of all, most of them were older than me. They were doing it to retire. I was, sure. I was 37. Um, a lot of them had business partners. And a lot of them, um, and all of them, had way smaller profit margins. So I'm sitting here in our fucking sales meetings wondering why the fuck everyone's taking, like, their prospect list report and we're going to salesforce.com. Who's your prospects? We're discussing. And I'm like... Aren't all these motherfuckers multimillionaires like me? <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> yeah. They actually still are trying to get new sales to yeah. generate future. You know, and some people were really well off. Some people were really well off. But I, but I I realized um, how unique my situation was actually when I got purchased. And so, were you planning? Quick, I want to ask one yeah, thing yeah. in terms yeah. of the, that business. And when you sold, like, like was selling the company ever a thought? Or were you just like, hey, I'm going to just make some fucking cash and be good? Never in a million years. I was never going to sell my company, dude. It was, it was a cash cow. Interesting. And I, had okay. looked, I had looked into it when I first started the company. Um, and, and the business model back then, in, in like 07, 08, was to sell for two times your gross revenue. Well, if okay. you have an 80% profit margin and you could only sell it for two times gross revenue, 
you could just make that in make two sense. and a half years. Why would you ever sell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When private equity entered the space, the business model changed okay. to, um, I'm not going to be specific, but approximately 10 times what's called EBITDA, yeah. which is your profit. So that was not a big deal for other companies that were operating at a 20% profit margin yeah. because for them, two times gross and 10 times EBITDA, when you have a 20% profit margin, if you do the math, it's, it's probably it's, similar. It's the same number. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you have an 83% profit margin, this is a fucking game changer, bro. Oh, okay. So, so I get that phone call and I don't even want to take the fucking meeting because I get phone calls like this randomly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, I don't want to waste your time. I know you think you know. You don't, he has no idea what my profit margin Come on, buddy. You got to eat, right? You yeah. got to eat, don't you? After the third time he calls me. And I, I appreciated his persistence. I'm like... Okay, he said he did the, you got to eat sometime, don't you, line? I, I do that on prospects. If a prospect wouldn't meet with me, I go, well, you got to eat. How about I buy you lunch? You know yeah, I mean? yeah. So he said it to me, and I'm like, all right, this motherfucker, you could take me to Mastro's. So I go to Mastro's, a nice steakhouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I end up getting along with the guy, and he's telling me this shit, what I just explained to you guys, and I'm looking at him like, this stupid motherfucker is going to buy my company for how much money? I, like, could, I, I couldn't believe uh-huh. that yeah. it was, and then sure enough, couple weeks later we sign what's called the letter of intent yeah. and then they do what's called the diligence process the last 90 days and it moves man it moves and yeah and checked out so you would say well within a couple months it went from like you just thinking hey i'm gonna run this company probably forever to like oh, okay fuck i'm i'm, I'm out of here so i gotta tell you man so so I, i'll share this with you guys because the, the title of your show and i, I think your viewership might, might appreciate this but my, my whole life i had looked at okay when i'm 40 I want to have $10 million in, in investable assets because I want to put myself in a position where this $10 million could sit in, in an interest-bearing slash investment account. I'll live off 5% a year. The 6 or 7% that I make will counter inflation, half a million dollars a year. This is a good life. Put me in a position to at least have that fucking option, mm-hmm. okay? Um, you know, and as I got 33, 34, 35, I'm making a few million a fucking year. But I'm starting to realize how hard it is because Uncle Sam fucking takes a lot of your fucking money, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. a, like, fat, like, a fat bag, yeah. And I was never doing stupid shit. I, li- I lived in nice places. I, I lived in the Trump Tower. I, I did nice shit, but I was never buying Rolls Royces and Ferraris. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't stupid. I, I'd go do nice vacations. Sure. I'd always gamble a lot, but not, nothing. You know what I mean? I wasn't overspending. And, and I still, to end up with $10 million in the bank was... I was doing the math. It ain't gonna fucking work. Mm-hmm. It yeah. just don't work that way. True. And um, I mean, I was getting close, but but not to what I wanted. And then when um when I when they came and made me that offer at thirty seven, I go, oh, this is how you actually make fucking wealth. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. big fucking difference, dude. Mm-hmm. And that's when that light bulb went off for me, dude. And W two America, bro. You 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 look at you look at the comments. A lot of people, are, oh, fuck you. My my husband's a fucking investment banker for fucking you know <laughs> UBS, and he made two point two million last year. Okay, okay, lady. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> he has nothing to sell at the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, if he made two point two million working for someone else, he could probably make ten working for himself, and then sell the company for fifty million at the end of it. Yeah, no exactly. bullshit. Yeah. And 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 I actually want to talk quickly about when you sold the company. 37 you said yeah like a lot of people listening are gonna say you know fuck you know i wish i had 10 million by the time i'm 37 do do you think would you say generally speaking for anybody listening watching that that's actually very early 
to be able to do what you did at that age. Yeah, well, I, th I think people got to just be realistic with themselves, do the math and, and just work backward into it. You mm -hmm. know, I, like I said, I was making a few million a year and my net worth is, is way more than 10 million, but, but it's because I sold the company. My net yes. worth would have been less than 10 million yeah. if I was just saving the money. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. so, so I think people really need to kind of grasp that, like people don't fucking understand how much fucking money, like how hard it is to make money, dude. Yeah. Like, like to really have that much fucking money is, is, is very fucking difficult, dude. And I, um, for me, dude, when I, I it was like, oh, seven or oh, eight, I, my company started to kind of hockey stick up a little bit. And I went from making two, 250 to making like 800 grand. Uh -huh. And once that happened, I just saw the money in the bank account. That's when my mind shift started to change a little yeah. bit. I'm like, dude, I got an extra fucking 40 grand each month in my, instead of fucking worrying about like, you know, I'm going to time up this fucking check and mm -hmm. wait till this check clears yep. to pay this fucking, because you know, I had a bunch of rental properties mm -hmm. and shit. And I, I like literally needed the money to come in. Yeah. And then it went like this, like fast. That's kind of when my mindset changed. Yeah. A well, lot. The, the reason I asked that is because again, like I, you know, social media is a fucking skewed world. Like it yeah. fucks people's perception up. And so there's a lot of time where people are looking in like, and, and you know, guys that are a little bit younger, let's say early twenties, whatever. And they're seeing guys that are the same age as them, 23 with five Lambos and 20 Rolexes and APs living in this crazy yeah. mansion or penthouse in Miami and stuff. And a, that might just be fucking all rented and bullshit, right. but, but B, okay, let's say it is real. Yeah. I think what people don't realize is like, that's a very minor percentage of people that even get there that early. Well, and also who the fuck's the people talking about this shit? Pe people that are fucking trying to sell you fucking something. Too. Well, that, then that's the other side of it. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. so fucking full of shit, dude. I, <laughs> I just had this argument the other day on my podcast with a guy named Brad Lee. Do you guys know Brad yeah, Lee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, he's kind of defending guys. He has this, this coaching platform that he does. So he has like these influencer types are, are with him. And Brad's a great fucking guy. But, but it, it wasn't even really an argument. It was more of an observation the Wes Watsons of the world, the, the Grant Cardones of the world, they believe what they're saying. Mm -hmm. They think that you giving them your last fucking five grand is a good idea <laughs> yeah. for you, okay? <laughs> and, and, I, and I disagreed with Brett. I go, I don't think they think that. I think they fucking know they're ripping the person off. He goes, no, I would disagree. Then that, we kind of had a back and forth on that. Sure, yeah. But I'm like, okay, if they truly do believe that, right? Mm. If you feel like giving Wes Watson 20 grand to go hang out at this mansion he rented in, in Miami, and pretend like you're in a prison yard doing burpees. If you think that's <laughs> if that's gonna change your fucking life, dude, like he's gonna give you bologna sandwiches yeah. and fucking yell at you like yeah. prison food. <laughs> Eat your fucking bologna, dude. Wes Watson, bro. <laughs> he's been catching heat though. All right, dude. Did you see that new fucking uh, Instagram page? Yeah, you were telling us oh a little bit God. about it. Yeah, calling him out. He's kind of just going nuts. What do you think about all these gurus and all these coaches? Um, you know what, man? I learned pretty fast, dude. It, it was hard for me when I first started because I think people just lumped me in as one. No, of they these thought guys. they probably yeah. just thought you were one of them. Oh, here's another. Me at a camera all day. Sure, the people. Here's what the comments would be like. That's oh, nice. Now that two things happen. Now I actually got substantial followers and I have the blue check mark before those fucking two <laughs> things, dude. You should look at my comments from back in the day. Oh. Another middle-aged guy pretending to be a fucking successful businessman. Yeah, yeah. Let me guess. What course are you selling me, buddy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a classic. Uh, yeah, so I don't really get that much of that anymore. But, um, I, 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 I dude, I, I think it kind of went crazy a little bit during COVID. Mm -hmm. I, I think there are people that made a lot of money doing that. But, yeah. but really, these courses should be, if I'm going to sell you a business course on the internet, it should really be about, selling business courses on the internet because mm -hmm. all these guys I see being successful with it didn't really fucking do shit except 
do the course that you're not buying from them. True. Mm-hmm. So if you want to make a fucking course about the course you are now buying from me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's fine. That's cool. Yeah. But like anything else, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know? You think you'd ever do something like that? Um, I kind of tried to a little bit, bro. So so during COVID, I, I put together um an online university. I have about 30 fucking videos. Um, somebody was in my fucking ear saying I should fucking do this shit. And the way they sold me on it was that, dude, you actually have something to say. There's value. These guys are going to buy it anyway from the internet, Mm -hmm. from somebody. Why don't you put it out there anyhow? Mm. I put it out there literally, dude, for like four days in the process that, that goes with that. And your people probably know it. You guys might know it is. I just wasn't comfortable with how it goes, dude. You, you, it's all about a sales model. So we're going to get them in like this by giving them something free. Then we're going to sell them something yeah. that's very cheap and do this. And then we're going to get a fucking high ticket closer on the fucking phone that's going to bust their fucking balls. And I'm just watching this thing. I'm like, we literally did it's it for fucking much. four days. Yeah. We, we, use, we use this thing called Go High Level. You guys know what that yeah, is? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. And, and that's great. And it's mm-hmm. great. And I'm looking at it. I go, dude, there's obviously a lot of people doing that, that they have this fucking platform that's set where different people could come in. You're sending text messages from the fucking thing. Different people are fucking like, yeah. yep. they know what they're fucking doing, yeah. dude. They know yeah. What it's yeah. And I'm just looking at it, go, dude, my whole fucking thing is that I'm successful already. You know, it's one thing, dude. If, if I sure. thought I was going to make 2 million a month, maybe I'll do it. <laughs> but like, I'm not going to do it for, I just, I just didn't feel we've, comfortable we've, with it. Yeah. We, we've always strayed away from it. People have come to us. Oh, sell this, sell that course. No, no, no. And, and even, and it's funny. Cause like, even yeah. though you know, you could provide value. Yeah. It's just a very slimy, like business it model. Almost. It feel, or at least it, it feels slimy. like it. So yeah. we never tapped into it. But, uh, well, so that's I, what I got me on it. Cause I'd be dealing with people directly. Uh-huh. And here was my fucking closing. Uh-huh. Well, like, I don't know. You might just listen to my podcast. You probably learn that from this. You don't have to sure. pay me the fucking five grand. Like yeah. I would like literally say that. I go, dude, just DM me. It's like, and then I realized yeah. I'm gonna have to have a closer that pressures them, and I uh, want to do it. Yeah, yeah. makes you know sense. I, mean? I want to yeah. do it. So I, I have it out. So I made all this content though. Uh-huh. So I have um, I call it two thousand percent raise. We have a, a two different levels of membership, and the yeah. real membership is just a fucking email list, and you get invited to like events that I have that are that pretty much is my cost. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have an upgraded one which gives you access to the portal because I had made all this comment sure. content, and it's um, I call it the waterfall level. It's mm-hmm. it's one hundred forty nine bucks to get in, and then it's fourteen ninety nine a month. Okay, and I got I got a few thousand people on the free one, and then. Sick. I got, I think, a couple hundred, I think, on the, on the upgraded one. I, uh-huh. I don't push it at all, though. You gotta kinda yeah, like, I've never, I've never, I don't say, I haven't seen you yeah, push that at you all. You got to kind of, like, look through my shit to find it. So, when you, when you first sold the company, going back to it, what, yeah. was, what was the mindset? Like, what, what did you want to do next? So, dude, it was like fucking bird in a hand is worth more than fucking uh, two in the bush kind of thing, dude. I, I just looked at this thing when they made this offer, and I realized that 10 years earlier... I was making 140 grand in corporate America. Everyone told me not to quit this job. Mm-hmm. I was hoping to make 300 grand one day. I grew up in Schaumburg, Illinois, which which is a very middle class area. My dad was a high school gym teacher, and now I have a piece of paper that's worth you know all this fucking money if I sign here. And um, there wasn't really a plan, bro. It was just like, who the fuck am I to say no to that? Mm-hmm. You know, like like who the like this is gonna. Yeah. I got it right yeah. now, dude. Yeah. I got it right now. And, and somehow I managed to stay off the radar screens of much bigger competitors. Okay. And they've never really targeted me. No one really knew I existed. I was just this guy out there getting business here, getting business here. No one really fucking paid attention. That fucking business adds up because I was focusing on colleges where everyone else was focusing on geography. Yeah. Um, so I kind of stayed over under everyone's radar. But, but, but um, 
there was this is a long way to tell you that there yeah. wasn't really a plan. It kind of just happened. Yeah. Um, I had to do the employment contract. Worst five years of my fucking life professionally. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. Like don't, we've heard that before from guys who sold companies that they have to stay on for the three, board, four, right? five years. They're like, bro, Dude. it's fucking horrible. It was so bad. The, the first three years, they had a bunch of incentives in there, and everything was kind of aligned. The last two years, there wasn't really any incentives. And it was like more just like the institutionalization of the business. And what I was going about earlier when I was telling you that other, acquis other acquisitions were not on the same boat as me financially, personally, yeah. well, people start to figure it out mm -hmm. that I'm in a different fucking kind of vertical than them financially, sure. and I'm 20 years younger than most of them. Mm. You start to like get animosity. Of course, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, so now they start to expect things from you. Well, drive, fly out to fucking Cleveland and help fucking Sandy close this fucking college deal. I go, she shouldn't be working on colleges. I should be the one working on that deal. Well, she went in there and got this lead, John. How did she get the fucking lead? Because she said we work with these hundred colleges. And they're all my clients. <laughs> she got the fucking meeting. Yeah. Now you want me to go sell it for her? No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was literally shit like that. Yeah. Okay. Like, I'm not doing it. And then it just. You just those conversations happen enough, happen enough, happen enough, and all of a sudden, I'm a fucking asshole, and fuck you, no fuck you. <laughs> so you, so you just stayed on for five more years, well, like so, on salary. I was supposed to, and then they, it only lasted four and a half. They can you? Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. They weren't allowed, dude. They were. They, they fucked up, dude. I never, I never, I never talk. I'll, I'll tell you guys because I like you guys. They, they, um, <laughs> we. Don't, I wasn't allowed to quit. Okay. They weren't allowed to fire me. Okay, and. In our employment contract, that, that's what it was at, unless there was cause. You know, for people that don't know this, to get terminated for cause is very specific. You basically mm. have to fucking like sexually harass somebody or do drugs in the office. You know, there's going to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cause, yeah. you know, <laughs> yell the racial slur at the fucking boss or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, there was no cause. So what'd you do? I was going to say, so what'd you do? <laughs> so what'd you do? Blow off the assistant. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, sorry, sorry. Um, so I, uh, no, no, so, so a new operations guy comes in, he fucks up, he thinks like he knows my employment contract. Well, the private equity firm had changed twice, whatever, me and him getting a pissing match. Mm. He fucking gets HR and legal to back him up and fucking does this big fucking to-do. I get to the office fucking one day, I can't get in, my fucking thing doesn't work, and I have a text from him, let's meet at so-and-so for breakfast, and we go meet there, and he tells me, hello, thank you for your services. I go, wow. oh, really? Yeah. I go, you can't fire me, dude. I would have quit six months ago. You're not able to fire me, that's why we're here, dude. <laughs> Are you fucking new? Yeah. And he was new. Yeah. And uh, I go, well, I already talked to legal, but I go, okay. So I leave, I'm like kind of scratching my head, I go, they wouldn't fuck this up like that. Uh -huh. Get back to my fucking walk back, to so our office was here, like 200 feet away is my condo in the trunk. People don't like that part either. Yeah. So just like walking back. Oh, I guess I'll go home for the day. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I call my fucking lawyer up. He goes, yeah, they're not allowed to do that. And I got to tell you, dude, this is why getting a good lawyer is, is everything. True. So, so I had hired a lawyer to fucking negotiate this thing for me when I originally sold. And they had language in there that in year four, the last year, that you could be terminated with or without cause. Oh. And that was their standard contract. My lawyer wouldn't let me sign it. So that was their standard agreement everybody had. He goes, dude, they was still, no, you can't have that in there and then still have a two-year non-compete compete at the back end. It's either one or the other. They can't fire you because they feel like it, and then have you have a two-year non-compete. Yeah, you can't compete, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm telling my lawyer, I go, dude, just shut the fuck up. Look at all this money they're paying. This will never come into play. Do not kill the deal over this. Yeah. Somehow, it kind of just in the, in the back and forth, 
we I won on, yeah. on that. I think mm-hmm. they forgot because they were working on a bunch of deals at the same fucking time. Sure. So now here we are four and a half fucking years later. They just assume it's the standard contract everyone else has. They don't go and read my actual fucking contract. Mm. So they're all high and mighty. Okay, John, thank you for your services. It's been real. I go, hmm, okay. Two days later, they're fucking calling me up. Well, so about that fucking termination, uh, <laughs> we, we want to do something where you just work at home. Yeah. But now, they, but now they fucked up. Yeah. Mm, they okay. breached the entire contract. Mm. So now everything was fucked because of that. So I could have theoretically, not theoretically, in, in reality, they breached the entire contract now. I could have fucking said, have a nice day, taken all the fucking clients and started a fucking company yeah. next door to them yeah, exactly. with the same fucking name. Yeah. Like, sure. like literally, they, they breached the entire thing that we would have fought it off out, uh, out of court, yeah. but they would have been in the wrong. So we, sure. we, we felt good we would have won it. Luckily for them, I did not have the energy to go do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, though, I, I, don't even, I usually don't even tell that story, and, and they thought they were right, and it was just a human error on that. But, 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 I, but, I, but I'll tell you this, that company... Um, Made me rich, dude. Yeah. So, so they, they bought my company. I took a big portion of the deal in stock in their company, and okay. that stock really skyrocketed and put me in a different financial position. Okay. So I, I've, I've always kind of choose my words wisely in, in terms of um, throwing any, any negativity towards them because it's, it's really not negative towards them. They have a C, uh, this guy, the CEO, a guy named Mike Christian, started the fucking company back in 1997. It's mm. a company like fucking mine. Yeah. The only thing he did different than me is he got a private equity firm to back him, and instead of like selling out to one of them, he got the private equity firm to start buying wow. companies like oh, mine. Yeah, yeah. Genius, yeah, right? smart, Genius. yeah, smart, yeah. And and he kind of had sailed into the sunset by what I just explained to you guys. He was mm-hmm. kind of off in yeah. on, so, on a beach somewhere, probably. So four and a half years later, you're pretty much free. So and, four and, and a half years, years later, is done. It's, and what year was that? Uh, it was, yeah. Well, it was supposed to be April of, so I sold it in April of 2015. It was supposed to go through a- April of um, 2020, and this happened in December of 2019. Uh-huh. Um, so I had a great four months right there, April 2019, and then boom, fucking COVID hits yep. in March of 2020. Is, yeah. that when you, is that when you then go online? You're like, fuck, I'm going to do something on social media? So I already started dabbling a little bit with angel investing, okay. um, and I kind of put my name out there as a venture capitalist. Fucking the best thing I did and the worst thing I did, dude, because... <laughs> okay. Why do you say that? Bro... For, if, if you, you need fucking friends, go put on your LinkedIn that you're a venture capitalist. You're going to get a lot of fucking friends. Dude. I'm teaching my bio right after bro, this. Anyone listening, you want to fucking have friends, just put that on your bio. You yeah. will get a lot of friends, bro. And uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it, it was the best thing because I made a lot of connections. All the people that you guys saw me with in LA and stuff, I, I really met through that. Um, it was like my, you know, ignorance is, ignorance is bliss kind of thing because... So people knew I played football in college at Notre Dame. So there's all these people that want to be relevant. They see now I'm a venture capitalist. They go, oh, shit, Aaron Rodgers has this fucking company in L.A. His co-founder, Ryan Rotman, OSDB. It's going to be the IMDB of sports. You should team up with them. They connect us. Oh, this is a great fucking idea. Boom, I write a fucking check. Now I'm in the circles with these fucking guys. I'm fucking at parties with Aaron. I'm doing all this shit. Then Ryan Rotman's a fucking uh, an actor, and he knows a bunch of people out there. He's bringing me around. Okay, they're like, oh, shit, that's that guy from fucking Shot. Uh, Chicago that fucking isn't full of shit because everyone in LA is fucking full of shit you know what I mean and then one thing leads to another and people see it on social media oh you should hook up with my boy Jaleel he's in fucking LA you should hook up with someone all of a sudden now I'm in these circles with fucking credibility Mm -hmm. without even really trying to do it and I think I was just very well received out there um 
because like I said, everyone in LA is full, full, full of shit. Yep. Um, and it, uh, it, it so, so the upside is it put me on the right circles. Mm-hmm. The downside is, and, and OSDB is not one of these, but, but it also connected me to a bunch of founders that I maybe put some money into that like have no business of me investing money in. Sure, yeah. sure. It gave me some credibility, almost in a bad way. Like, oh fuck, John must be really rich. He put a hundred grand into that shitty deal. <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? Because I was saying yes to everything for the yeah, first six yeah. months. Yeah. What What I didn't know was like, yeah. dude. Listen, man. I started my company from my fucking kitchen table. Never in a million years could I fathom the idea of taking money from you as an investor and sleeping at night without without paying you yeah. back. Yeah. And, and and unfortunately, in like the Silicon Valley landscape. That's common. That's normal. 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 Yeah. yeah. What yeah. do you mean? What do you mean? You're, dude, you're so fucking rich. What's 200 grand to you? Yeah. Fuck true. you. So did you stop actively looking for investments? Well, like after that? a fucking like a year of yeah. being like, I'm in a bunch of fucking deals now. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to sit and wait. I'm in like literally 30 plus deals. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them though are not like shots in the dark unicorns. Um, okay. um, some of them are really kind of cool. So like the new, so because of everything I said, it put me in the right rooms with the right people. Um, I'm in an investment group that bought the uh, Newport Beach Marriott, nice. which is really cool because my um, my parents weren't weren't wealthy at all. But when I was a kid, we'd go on nice vacations every couple of years to, to make us think we were rich. Yeah. And we went, uh, one of them was the Newport Beach Marriott. And my dad had passed away in 2018. And in 2020, I was part of the group that bought wow. it. Wow. So Full circle. Cool. Cool. I, I, and I saw, okay, so you start social media because you're, a venture capitalist, you want people to know you are, you start doing that. And when does it start to become like, oh fuck, this social media thing is like cool. Like I'm gonna really, you know, you know, push myself into this world yeah. and go at it. Cause I'm I'm assuming when you first got your Instagram account or whatever, you weren't thinking like, oh, I'm gonna grow this into two hundred and fifty thousand, three hundred thousand right. followers. Yeah. yeah. When did you start saying, Oh fuck, okay, cool. I, now now like my goal is to grow this thing. Yeah, it was about a year ago. It was uh it was the spring. I, I was right around that like thirty to fifty thousand follower yeah. mark from like January of twenty three. What is this, twenty four now? So yeah, yeah, January twenty three to like March of twenty three. And also, I was doing stupid shit back then, like anyone that's fucked around on social media, like paying, oh, dude, I'm going to give you guys five grand, do this paid promotion, and yeah. you get yeah. 2,000 followers from it, and it's like, dude, I don't know if these people are real or yeah. not. Yeah, 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 And what's so funny now is, here we are later, and I, I'll, get, I'll, I'll get like 1,500 unfollows, and yeah. I'm like, are those real people? Those are the, those are the ones from it's that. Like, did I post something bad this week? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or was it, or those was from like, the promotions, for sure. Exactly. Okay, thank you. Because I'm like, dude, what did I fucking post where I'm losing all these people? No, there's no way you're losing that many, like, organically. <laughs> well, I, I bet the tell-all is you can look at your, um, in your stats, look at the countries. Yeah. Yes. And I'm, like, very happy United States. There I'm like, go. all right, good. It's real. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But um, um, three things happen kind of at the same time. Um, uh, I, I, I... Bob Mentor started posting me on his shit. I had him on my podcast, and, and that was very helpful. Simultaneous to that, I was on this reality TV show called Below Deck mm-hmm. as the charter guest. Um, and then I also had this video of me in Cabo, Cabo San Lucas, where I just went fucking nuts. Yeah, and, I, remember uh, I, remember, I remember that one. Dude, that's the one, bro. That one is probably worth more than Bravo, and Below Deck, and, and yeah. Bob stuff. That's when you're like, I take fucking nice vacations, bro. Look around. <laughs> look at this pool by my, my, my fucking stuff. I died, by the way. When I watched it the first time, it was the funniest fucking thing ever. Bro. Listen, dude, I'm sitting here in my fucking villa in the Esperanza in Cabo, and I fucking couldn't sleep. I was up at like 5.30 in the morning. I have a four-bedroom fucking villa. Everyone else is still there. I'm waiting. A couple of people from fucking LA. I'm not going to name drop. We're, we're coming to meet me. And I'm just like kind of like having my coffee, taking a sip back. And I go, dude, 
if I had to work right now, I'd be checking my email, pretending so the boss doesn't take PTO <laughs> days from me. Yep. I wouldn't even know life's like this existed. Yep. Places yeah. like this, I thought it was reserved for fucking Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good video. Bro, I shit you fucking not. I almost didn't fucking post it because I uh-huh. thought it was just too much. Just F-bomb after F-bomb, too. Yeah. If you listen, yeah. it was like beep, yeah. beep, beep. Yeah. And uh, I posted it. And it got so much fucking traction, dude. That that one's it was a legendary thing. video, and, and and kind of the reason, like, and, and then I'm curious, like, okay, you mentioned Bob Menery, and that was the first time I leaned into that, yeah, because that of, of that. So, so your question, of, yeah, because of that video, gave me confidence to keep going that you direction. You saw, yeah, you're like, okay, this That's works. What changed everything, dude. So, so, but you, but you mentioned guys like Bob, and you look at like other people that you've been around, Billy McFarland. Yep. For people don't know Firefest. Like these are pretty. Not in my opinion, but let's say from the from the, the opinion of just the social media in general, the general yeah. population, these are almost like polarizing figures, right? So, you know, are, is that by design? Are you kind of trying to enter these circles because it's going <laughs> to help your social media, or is it like, hey, bro. I respect what they do, what they're building, and maybe there's like another angle to this from a, from the business <laughs> side, bro? I didn't fucking realize Bob was polarizing. I thought he was a fucking. <laughs> But he was a funny voiceover guy for the Buffalo Wild Wings commercial. <laughs> it wasn't until I started fucking with him on social media that I realized what I'm dealing with. Yeah, yeah. okay. But okay. now I was in it. So it's like, oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I've, I've kind of leaned away from it a little bit with, sure. with, with the Bob stuff. But we we are. I mean, he's, he's actually, he's my, we're friends. So yeah, like of course. We, yeah, yeah. we do stuff, but he's he's a funny fucking guy, dude. Sometimes, oh, I don't, I'm not going to say I'm saying anything embarrassing. But like, anyway, he's, he's, a, he's a funny guy. He's a yeah. funny guy. Um. Um, and he's obviously very well connected. That guy, could, that guy could get us in the room with anyone. Of course. You know what I mean? And what about Billy? How'd you get connected with Billy McFarlane? So what's interesting about Billy is I just thought he would be an awesome podcast guest for me. Yeah, and, fair. Yeah, and we kind of ended up hitting it off. And what was interesting was when I heard the whole story about Fire Festival, okay? We've all seen the Netflix special, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When I heard the whole story, A, he was 24 years old when this fucking thing came to fruition. Okay. True. B, he spent six years in fucking jail. Yep. And C, when he talks about it, yeah, he broke the law, but it's not dissimilar to what I see other founders doing. There's this line that happens where these founders that are out there raising money, like, are so optimistic about their fucking company it almost becomes blurred where their optimism turns into just flat out fucking lies. Illusion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now Billy fucked up. Billy, Billy is, was in that hole so fucking deep. There's plenty of opportunities to pull out of the fucking thing, sure. and he just never did. Um, me and Billy kind of worked out something where we were going to fuck around with each other. He had, he had access to, for a lot of media stuff. Um, he needed somebody on his team with a little bit of business acumen because he is trying to do Fire Festival too. Yeah. We do have some things in the work for that, and I'm part of that team. Um, so I was helping him out by maybe giving him a little bit of credibility with my involvement. Sure. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I needed him from a media standpoint. Okay. Yeah. He was getting us on fucking Inside Edition. He was getting us all over the fucking place. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And probably now that deal wouldn't look the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I don't really need him now I, for that stuff. I like, but. <laughs> I, I like your honesty, though. Like I feel, I feel like you're approaching all these answers with complete honesty, which people are always going to do. Listen, at the end of the day, yeah. people always kind of want to 
blur the lines of like, oh, I, you know, I, I, I just like Billy. He's a great guy. You're like, no, listen, he brought something to the table and yeah. I took advantage yeah. and vice versa. I think people forget business is a fucking transaction. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes you win and sometimes you lose and sometimes somebody gets more than the other person. And that's just the reality of business. Yeah. I mean, I mean me and Billy's initial relationship, no bullshit. It was like, let's use a lawyer term, quid pro quo. It was definitely quid pro quo. <laughs> yeah. You do this, I will do this. It was like basically spelled out verbally. Yeah. Um, hey, fair though. But you know what though, dude? I, I, I think uh, I, I get caught up sometimes, right? So, so I get like, like, I don't know. I, I felt like Billy maybe could be like how Justin Belfort is on social media right now. You know what I mean? I, I, I feel like this is not a bad guy to associate with. And again, he was fucking 24 years old. He fucking spent six years in fucking jail. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is time, and, yeah. and by the way, the people fucking whose money got fucking ripped off of were people like fucking me. He wasn't taking some fucking 70-year-old's fucking last four grand. Yeah. It wasn't fucking... It, it wasn't Wes Wyatt or Wes Watson selling <laughs> a fucking last four grand on the course. He was, he was ripping off guys like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and also, by the way, Fire Festival 2, part of... If, if it happened... When, when it happened... When it happens... Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, part, part of it is going to be to pay those investors back. True. Yes, now, yes. Now, he actually has a thing in 15% of his earnings or whatever for the rest of his life go yeah. back to that it's a big fucking pile that he has to pay back yeah. and uh, 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 all I'm saying is if I was one of those early stage investors that were in Fire Festival too, and I get a phone phone call 12 years later hey here's that 200 grand back I'm yeah. gonna welcome that fucking call of course 100% yeah. of course. you know how yeah. much money I've lost in the last few years well True. I will never hear You'll from never these fuckers guys yep. again yep. you know what I mean so there. no it's gonna happen Fire Festival is gonna happen we had him on the pod and he was Pretty confident. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys had him on? Yeah, we had yeah. him on, oh, I didn't know on last year. Yeah, last year. Yeah, okay. About a year ago. Yeah, I mean, he's a likable guy. Not, he's he? chill. Yeah, he's, well, he's cool. fucking smart. Yeah, yeah. When I, when I look at him, I'm like, I, I, I kind of see the same things you're sort of saying. Just like young dude. Yeah. Probably got in over his head yeah. and got to a point. Like you said, yes, there were many times to pull out. But yeah. like when you're taking people's money, I think there also is the, the idea in your mind. Like I got to make sure I make it back. Mm-hmm. And so... It, Sometimes you make really bad decisions, yeah, yeah. but again, he fucking paid his price more than paid his price. Well, He's going to continue to pay his price. And yeah. that Netflix yeah. special fucked him hard. Of they, 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 yeah, ended, well. they ended that special with him selling the fucking fake tickets to like yeah. Elton John and that shit extra like that. part at the end, yep. Dude, ask him about that off camera fucking sometime yeah. because, mm-hmm. dude, they blew that fucking thing so really? fucking far of out of course. Well, well, it's for the views. Netflix, yeah. Netflix yeah. special, yeah. you yeah. know? They never, um, yeah, they, they did have the, well, whatever, I'm not going to defend him. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you be the judge. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. So when you're, I guess when you're looking at, you know, projects to take part in your investments. What are you yeah. looking for? Like, what are what are the key points? Yeah, so I'm not really looking for anything at the moment. I'm okay. I'm because uh, I'm in so many right now, and I've kind of learned the long hard way how 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 long it fucking takes these things to come to fruition. Unfortunately, yeah. um, all these founders say, "Yeah, we're gonna go public in three years." No, you're fucking not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, they all have these plans to sell to Amazon one day or Google one day. Um, my big thing right now, actually, I'm um, I'm watching a TV show on YouTube. Um, it's called uh, it's called John, John Sarasani's The Partner. The Partner. And uh, we're doing casting for. Actually, by the time this airs, it'll be probably up. It's going to be up in April. Okay. Um, and I'm really looking for cash flowing businesses because nice. one of the things, dude, you'll, you'll be shocked by this. In 2010, I put money into a bar in Chicago. Everyone would think that's the worst investment, right? Yeah. Till this fucking day, I get fucking mailbox money from that fucking bar, dude. We crushed yeah. it, and, nice. and it's like. If I could just duplicate that with a few other fucking businesses, uh-huh. a couple grand each month, you know, because people don't realize it, dude. When you fucking have a pile of money, but you're not making money anymore, dude, if, if you have any income coming in, 
that's like a million, like 10 grand is like a yeah. million dollars. True. True. You know what I mean? True. Because yeah. the way I look at my life is here's this fucking money. I'm trying to live off 5% of that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if I start getting an extra 20 grand a month to supplement, to supplement oh, that, you're set. In my mind, that 20 grand a month times 12 times 20, really, yeah. on my net worth, yes. the equivalent of it. Yes. You know what I mean? Annualize it, and then 5% is 20, you know what I mean? Okay. It, it's the equivalent of me having that much more money. Yes. You know what I mean? If that yeah. makes sense. Of course. If anyone that follows that math. Yeah. Or, so no. this, is like a, this is like a Dragon's Den Shark Tank type of show. Yeah, so yeah. So, so we'll see cool. where it goes. I, I just market it as the part of, hey, if you're a W-2 employee looking to get out, looking to someone to part of, why should I be your partner? If you have a growing business um, and you're looking to expand, what I don't want to happen, I didn't make this fucking clear. Yeah. I, and I didn't make it clear on purpose because it'll eliminate a lot of people. I want people to be coming at me, not just because of my capital. I'm not a fucking bank, dude. All right. All right. <laughs> I like that. I like that. If yeah. you need my business acumen, uh, my connections nationally, but especially in Chicago, um, my platforms on social media mm-hmm. where I could actually help your business. Now, yep. if it also includes me throwing in some money, so be it. True. But if that's your fucking main thing, dude. And only existing businesses or, or like people can come anything, with an idea? Anything, anything. So, okay. so my ideal candidate might, might be um, this person that makes 120 grand a year that uh, wants to go start a franchise on their own in two or three locations, but they don't have the capital to pay the franchise fees. Sure. And maybe we come in together and split it and, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. I think, I think something like from a, but you made a good point about business, like, cash flowing businesses mm-hmm. is what's important. Kevin O'Leary, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He oh, yeah. always, he's always like, dude, I don't give a fuck how much money you raise and da, da, da. like, right. how much money are you cash flowing? Dude, yeah. it's amazing. People are flexing how much money they raise. How the fuck's that a flex? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. You know, it's true though. It's true, right? It's like, how much money do you actually profit? Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing. Again, it's like, all these Silicon Valley guys, yeah, we raised three hundred million. Or they're talking revenue. We too. raised, or yeah, revenue. we raised, or or exactly, or or it's we did, nuts. we did twenty million in revenue. It's like, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but you spent nineteen, or 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 you're, well, you you lost money. Yeah. Did you ever see what was that? It was a Netflix series about the the guy from Uber. Do you guys ever see that? No, I didn't the see kid it. from Uber, the the guy that started Uber, okay. and okay. it goes to everything they went through to finally hit the home run with, with Uber. Yeah. But he had something, your listeners are probably trying to yell at the screen to correct me right now, but he had some other big venture before that okay. that was supposed to go unicorn and it, it, they ended up making it to the 11th hour after all this funding and ended up doing jack shit. Yeah. But I look at a guy like that, okay, now that Uber made all this money and you're a fucking billionaire or whatever, did you now personally go back and pay all those people back that lost on your first venture now it's one thing if it's silicon valley institutional guys i got it sure but those fucking friends and family rounds those people that were giving you 50 grand and 100 grand and maybe this guy never raised that kind of money but a lot of founders fucking do Mm -hmm. okay they're taking twenty five thousand dollar checks and it's literally called a friends and family round then they're looking at institutional money when they get to series a okay if you went fucking belly up and now 10 years later you have another venture okay how do you look in the fucking mirror if you are now worth a hundred million fucking dollars, not going back and paying those fucking people back that supported you on that yeah. first go around. You know what? And, and, and you make a good point. I think people, you know, if you're listening, probably maybe you have, maybe you haven't been involved in this, but we've, we've put money into a couple ventures at the friends and family round. Okay. We've cut some checks, not massive by any means, but we've cut some checks and yeah, you don't realize, you know, it's been three, four years that we cut these checks. 
I haven't seen a fucking dollar. Yeah, exactly. I'm getting, I'm getting like the classic email every quarter, like, oh, this is what we're up to. And you're like, okay. Yeah. But what, at like, least you're getting that, dude. A lot of true. these fucking people just fucking fall off the face of the earth because they have Damn. nothing good to report. So those quarterly emails come. Yeah. And then all of a sudden when they stop, it's like, because they don't know what the fucking right name is. Yeah, there's, there's, there's trouble. Yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, I raised $3 million and we spent it all and still didn't find a way to be profitable. <laughs> Thanks for investing in our company. Yeah. We're pivoting now. What are you pivoting to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get a job and pay us back? Yeah. No, so it's, true. it's true. It's true. It's uh, but but I think a lot of people don't realize that that, that yeah. like a lot of these companies take money from their friends and their family, yeah, which could be a tricky place. Which is another reason why we've tried for as long as we could to sort of stay away from raising money because. Yeah, it, may, it also just could ruin relationships. Even even if you, yeah. you took money from friends and family and you actually put you know the money to good use and maybe it just didn't hit. Mm-hmm. Now now you have people that were kind of giving you I don't want to say their last dollar, but yeah. the hard earned money that mm-hmm. they've worked twenty years to save up or whatever, yeah. and it's like all kind of relying on you now. So dude, I mean, and, and honestly, there things got to go fucking perfectly too, bro. One of my bigger ones, I'm on the advisory board as well. Um, a guy named TJ Kalazi uh, started this company called Life Brand, artificial intelligence company. Um, they're out of Philadelphia. If you go to the, the Eagles games or the Phillies games or the uh, Sixers games, there's signages everywhere. They're yeah really good job um they do machine learning for social media purposes i don't want to get into the company itself but but we have a quarter billion dollar valuation 250 million dollar valuation okay um that's on paper dude we're never like and this company is going as well as it probably could have dude okay we still need that exit though to get fucking our payday. Yes, you know, TJ true. makes a fucking joke because he owns like 62% of the company. He goes, I don't feel like I'm a fucking hundred millionaire. I fucking still got my mortgage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. You, know, yeah. you need you need the liquidation of that for, for it actually to do something. And and we're on series B now with this company. And and like I said, everything is going fucking perfectly. Um, but until someone comes and buys us, mm-hmm. it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter how great our fucking story is. When that purchase is made is when we actually cash out. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, you know, 20 other companies I'm in that are not nearly as far along as them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even them, the one I'm most optimistic about still isn't a slam dunk yeah. Yeah. until it happens. Yeah, you know? yeah we, we, re- we realized we realized that. Yeah. But going back now, based on this and going back to what you were saying earlier about how the real wealth is made when your business is acquired and stuff. You don't realize that until you start getting in the rooms with people. People think like, oh, I'm going to just build this company and we're going to sell lots of things and, yeah. and have lots of employees and we're going to make lots of money. Yep. And again, you can, but you're never going to hit that like, fuck you, I'm on a yacht, like I don't give a fuck type of money right. like until you can sell a business or have a stake in a, a business that sells for a lot of yeah. money. Yeah. That's where the real like, the, fuck you money. the generational, yeah. well, people want to talk about generational wealth. That's right. like a big fucking mm-hmm. term, yep. right? That's when the generational wealth is made. Yeah, yeah. When you sell something, you know, at that level. Right, exactly. And I, I think you really need to be in the eight figures of, of, of assets uh, to, to be that. And then, and then as far as generational wealth, it, it kind of also depends how many fucking kids you got too. <laughs> if you're worth fucking 12 million and you got six kids, well, that's great. They're getting 2 million each. Yeah. One kid gets 12 million. Hopefully it turns that into 20. Sure. And then he only has one kid and that kid turns into 30. Now you're in a different fucking game. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I know fucking, um, um, I'll just say their fucking name. Well, I probably should say their name, but they, like they own a sports team. Yeah. Well, the grandpa started this fucking thing. They're they're very fucking successful. Okay, they're billionaires. But now, the people my age are third generation. Mm-hmm. 
well, there's like six or seven brothers here. Then there's six or then each of them had five or seven. Now you're in that third generation. Yep. Yeah, you're you know, splitting you're it up. Out yeah. of money now. I mean, yeah. they're not fucking like yeah, living on the be, they're not living course. on the street. Yeah. But they're also, you know, they're yeah. all they're doing smart things like sharing their fucking, you know, house in Aspen yep. and they'll vacation there and shit like that. But when it comes to that third generation, it's tough, man. Mm-hmm. If there's not fucking money coming in. In, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. They, like you got to do something with that money. I'm friends with a kid, um, or guy. I should say, kid. His name's Carl Nolet. I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying this. So if you did, sorry, Carl. Um, <laughs> uh, he's I think 12th generation. Their family is Nolet uh, Liquors. They 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 are Kettle One. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, you would think that Kettle One's owned by like Southern Wine and Spirits or yep. Bacardi or something. They still distill it themselves. They own 50% wow. of the company still. Nice, nice. So he's 12th generation. That keeps living forever. Yes. Yep. They don't have to split up great grandpa's money off of these generations. Yep. They have a business that's They're still coming fucking in, yes. dude. Yes, yes. That's a game changer, bro. Yeah, that's true. a game changer. And, and talking about that, you have kids, obviously. Yeah. So what's your plan for them? Because you kind of grew, you said you grew up like not, not wealthy. Right. So how are you kind of leading them into this life now, now that you have. Well, you know, you think you're making the right decisions for your kids and then, and then you question yourself sometimes I moved. uh, So when I got custody of my kids, uh, it was a very good relationship with my kids have two different moms, but but when they got a little bit older, they, we decided they're both going to live with me. I was living in the Trump tower in Chicago and uh, just, it was kind of sudden that they ended up with me. There's a story behind that, that I'm not going to get into, but the, <laughs> like, okay, raising your kids in the Trump Tower. I don't know. <laughs> like a TV show. <laughs> yeah, like, hello. You know, sir, yes, sir. No, sweet sir. life. Yeah. So I, so I decided to move out to the suburbs um, to, to raise them. And uh, um, it, it's an area called Barrington, Barrington, Illinois. And anyone that's from Chicago would know that's more of like a considered an affluent kind of area. Okay. And uh, the next town over is Schomburg, where, where I grew up. Yeah. Okay. Well, what, what the fuck's the difference? Here's the fucking difference. Okay. My kids' fucking friends come over and go, hey, this is uh, Jim. His dad does this. Hey, his, this is Gary. His da- I'm going to ask you what the fuck your dad did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did, I, did I ask you what your dad does for a living? <laughs> in, in fucking Schomburg, we would never in a million years give yes. a fuck what the other kid's dad did. Yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just kind of the, the way of the land. And, and they're uh, products of their parents, right? Yeah, and sure. they're all going to fucking country clubs. They're like living that kind of vertical. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily fit in very well sometimes. I, I tried to join the country club. That did not last. That's real long. I can't imagine. You. I can't picture you there. Yeah, there was not. Good. But your son, he he rolls around with you when when we when we had first met you in uh, in oh, LA. Right. He was there. Yes, yeah, he was, he right, was yeah. there. So like like do you, do you make it a point to like bring him around with you and stuff like that? Or? Yeah. So I make I make a point of it too. Exactly. My my son is very very uh is very talented. So he um when I grew up. You know, I was always a foot taller than everybody. So everyone already knew. You still are. Yeah, Or two. John's going to be a football fucking player. Mm. Like, this was the thing. And that yeah. kind of dominates everything, all right? Mm. My son takes after his mom more than me. He's not going to be a big guy. And it's kind of fun watching him because he's able to, like, explore all this shit that I knew I was good at, but football dominated my fucking life. Mm. So seeing True. him do stuff like he's producing movies, he's doing video editing, he has fucking a music album. He's, I'm just embarrassed by saying that, but he, he does all this shit. Yeah. It's all this shit I would have fucking probably done if I didn't play football. Yes. True. You know what I mean? So True. it's, it's kind of cool to, yeah. to have that. You know what I mean? And you, you haven't kind of, like, you haven't sort of locked him in on anything you're you're sort of just saying hey do whatever the fuck you want so i'm riding his ass right now because he's a sophomore i want him to uh get himself out there a little bit more in terms of um 
Because, dude, it's, it, what sucks is college, man. Like, it, it, <laughs> you know, it, 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 he's going to be smart. He's like, he was like a 3.9 less weighted. He's like a 3.5 GPA unweighted. And he's in a couple AP classes. But unfortunately, dude, if you want to go to like a UCLA or something like that, you better have a bigger story than that. They're going to look at what clubs you're going to and all this shit. So I'm trying to get him to do like fucking go do, do student government, do fucking uh, the debate team. It's not cool. He doesn't want to fucking do shit like yeah, that. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if it's cool. <laughs> tell, tell those fucking kids that are making fun of you for doing it that they're going to be working for you. Yeah, Facts, like, yeah. But he doesn't really see it that way. But um, no, I'm trying to get him to go, go out there and do some more stuff. But he, he's, uh, he's in some cool shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it also must be hard because, like, again, seeing you and what, not only what you've done, but what yeah. you're currently doing, the rooms that you're in, the people right. you're around. Fuck, that's got to play a role in his head and say, I just want to do what the fuck he you does. Think, you think it's some pressure for them? No, so it helped actually a lot, bro. I'll, I'll make a, a really cool observation on that. My daughter um, is 20. My, son, my son's 15. Mm -hmm. When my daughter was my son's age, I didn't have this presence at all on social media. True. All right? So my relationship with my daughter and her friends in high school and stuff is very different than my son. My son and his friends want to fucking hang out with me. <laughs> okay. They want to fucking live stream. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now my daughter now, her and her friends think I'm fucking cool. Yeah. And it's not like they didn't think I was cool, but it's, like, it's a totally like different dynamic. Of course. Of course. No one all these fucking kids follow me at Barrington High School. Uh -huh. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Are you uh, worried at all about uh, like raising kids in this society? Cause I mean, we talk about it all the time. You're a fucking, you're a fucking pretty big alpha right there. Yeah. What do you think about masculinity nowadays? I feel like guys are getting softer as the days go on. You know, I, I think, I think it's a balancing act, bro. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I think the alpha male like shouldn't be frowned upon. Mm -hmm. Which okay. it has been. Big time, dude. Yeah, especially last five, like five, six, seven years. Well, and like the shit I fucking post, dude, I'm not, it's not an act, dude. This like, yeah. I'm just actually saying this shit, but, uh -huh. but like if, if I had a fucking job or even if I still had a company where I had employees, I probably wouldn't say half the shit I say of on course, social media. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just so fucking frowned upon. Yeah. Right. Um, but then, you know, you got like Trump's probably going to be our president again next time. And, and Fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, dude, honestly, bro, I, I think he's going to win hands down, but, but I think, um, at the same time, it, it's like I'm not looking forward to those four years because our country is so fucking divided. Yeah, true. Everyone's such fucking true. babies. You yeah, know true. what I mean? Um, but but this is like metaphoric to, to to the masculinity question. Okay, it's so divided because half the country feels this way, half the country feels that way, and the beta and alpha, I think, ties right into that thing. Yeah, big time. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I think uh, I think uh, you know my son. I teach to. You know, look out for people. You know what I mean? Look out for people. I'm wearing a shirt underneath here. I'll show you here. Okay. So it's, uh, it's called, it says Gigi's Playhouse, Down Syndrome Achievement Center. Cool. There's a few kids at his high school that have Down Syndrome, okay. right? I got to tell you, man, as much as we hate kind of the direction society has gone, I watched those kids at that high school. I don't think bullying of kids with special needs, at least in my vision, I'm sure it exists, but... Not like it did like 30 years ago. True. You know what I mean? True. So yeah, I, th I, think, I think society's come. Well, I don't think you should bully Down syndrome children. Oh, exactly. Like, exactly. Like, <laughs> but listen, listen, we, we <laughs> I don't even think that should be an option. But I think in the past, what we've said, we've, we've kind of toyed, toyed with the phrase, bring bullying back, right? Mm -hmm. You have, you have. I have. Yeah. What's the phrase? Bring bullying back. Okay. okay. Oh, all right. There you go. But that's more in a sense of like, you know, Let's say I was bullied as a kid. Yeah. There's times where you can, it can either break you or make you stronger. How many people do you know that maybe have been bullied that became very strong? 
Screw that. And, right? And I think when you when you start no, I'm to, not saying bully them and fucking like just beat yeah. the shit out of them all day. I'm just yeah. saying like, yo, a little bit of, of you know, bullying yeah. <laughs> can make you stronger. Yeah. And, and Depends I, on the person though. And I, th- I think the line for me, at least, yeah. is, is kids versus adults. Yes. Okay? okay. Like, like I, don't, I don't know about any environment where it should be tolerated for, for kids to be bullying each yes. other, where, where an adult sees it happening and, and doesn't and okay do something it. about okay. it. Yes. But but I, I, I think the beta adults, it's like, dude, toughen the fuck up, bro. Yes. Shut the fuck but up. But I think that they've been babied since they were a kid, though. Well, that, that, and that becomes the issue, right? Are you teaching them to be like this? Like, dude, okay, yes. so for instance... People fucking make fun of, I guess, I, apparently I have a lisp. I, I yeah. don't think I fucking do, but, but people, <laughs> people like to tell me I have a lisp on social media. And and I will fucking, like, make a joke and put it on my stories. Look at this guy that's making fun of my fucking lisp. And I'll get, like, empathy from my followers. I can't believe they're saying that to you. Uh-huh. And they'll, like, feel, like, usually female uh-huh. followers, like, I'm sorry, they're saying that to you, and they feel bad for me. And I, like, literally was never offended by it. I think it's kind of fucking funny that mm. you would make so- fun of somebody for having a lisp. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then I'm thinking to myself... Other people have other deficiencies. Like, how could you, like, be offended if it's, you know, if it's right there? Yeah. yeah. Like, like, okay, if, if this guy's short, they're making fun of you for being short. If this guy's bald, they're making fun of you for being bald. Well, if you're, if you're short and you're bald, are you offended by it? But yeah. It's, it's kind of like... It's who you are. It's like kind of funny. I have a list. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. Of course. But, but no, even, I, I, just, I, I just don't understand I'm how... Kinda, yeah, I'm kind of looking at it from the, from the thing of like, okay, when you... Yeah, when you meet someone now that's 30 years old... Yeah. And they're, and they're, be, like, they're complaining about everything. They've been coddled. They're, they've been, they've coddled. been coddled. This yeah. and that. It's like, you know what? Maybe someone should have said something to you when you were in high school. Bro, let me maybe. tell you. Bro, let me tell you. <laughs> maybe. Bro. Probably. My, my you know son, what I mean? My son lives with his mom, and then his grandparents on that side lived down the, the four doors down from them uh-huh. up, up until he was like 11 years old. Then he, then he moved in with me, dude. And I had to toughen him the fuck up because he go. was babied. By, yeah. That's one of the reasons he moved in with me because he's fucking getting babied by them big yeah. time. And, and they're great. I have a great relationship with them, by the way. But I said, okay, as he becomes. But it's a different it, dynamic. You're his father, right? It's different. But, but, but here's, here's what's interesting about yeah. it, though, dude. He welcomed it. Yeah. He knew he needed to get tough and true. Mm. People like, you know what I mean? If you have that fucking mindset, you don't want to be fucking baby. Yeah. yeah. You know? Because at first, a little bit, because he's away from his mom, I would like, you know, be maybe a little bit nicer to him than I would. I was not dad. I could do it. I could do it just like my sister does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have that shit in you, man. It's like the nature versus nurture thing a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And yeah. I think I think a big thing, too, of what, and the reason why I think you're seeing success on social media, and this is probably mm. a lesson I think you're going to pass yeah. on to your kids, too, is it's, it, to me, it just feels like you don't give a fuck. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are missing out on growing, let's, you know, everything from growing their personal brand to, you know, maybe just doing whatever it is they love for work yeah. or growing a job. As a person, yeah. Growing as a human, because a lot of people stray away from just not giving a fuck. It's yeah. a hard, it's a, they care listen, about what people think. It's a hard, it's a hard hump to get over. Yeah. Yep. So for anyone watching, like, dude, when I, when I see your content, yeah. I, I laugh. I think it's right. fucking hilarious. But the first, like, literally the first thing I think is, John doesn't give a fuck, yeah. <laughs> which is like, which is but truly inspiring. Though, yeah. It's yeah. one of the most, yeah. it's one of the most respectable traits yes. I think anybody can have. You either get it or not, bro. So, so, so I'll give you a great fucking example of exactly what you just said, dude. The people off camera here were part of this conversation this morning. I fucking have this thing that went, some of Barstool Sports posted it. It's me and Jason Kelsey. I'm getting yeah. a lot of traction on my Instagram page. Look at John Sarasani hanging out with Jason Kelsey, Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura. It's a good fucking look, all right? Mm. And that's on my Instagram page. Sure. Well, we play fucking blackjack last night, get a little fucking tipsy. We're fucking around and shit. Okay, I make this fucking post in the middle of the fucking night. I don't fucking post it. I go, I'll wait and see how I feel about it this morning. 
I'm showing them this morning at breakfast. Should I post this or not? My guy Cody over here. Dude, fucking post it. It's fucking funny. Your followers yeah. are going to like, hey, oh, dude, we got traction on the page. My followers are like, but non-followers one. I don't know. Yeah. And it's basically me walking through the high limit room, damn jam, explaining what an orange chip is. It's a pumpkin. Yeah. It's, you probably don't understand. And I'm looking at the camera. You, you might not understand this if you're a peasant. <laughs> 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 and, and I go, dude, I know this is not going to go over well to a lot of fucking people. Uh-huh. And I posted it fucking anyway. And um, one of the first fucking, so, so it's a $25,000 chip. And then the first comment was, and you just lost 25,000 followers. <laughs> <laughs> but sure enough, I, I fucking clicked on that guy. He was still following me. Yes, so yes. get the fuck out of here. But did you always have this kind of outgoing personality? Or did you get it like, you know, when you sold oh. the company, there was more confidence uh, in you no. now? Well, yeah. No, I think I think the confidence was always there, dude. But I, I didn't, um, it, it was that, I'm telling you, it was that fucking post I did in Cabo San yeah, Lucas. That one. Mm. It's the only fucking thing, dude. I almost yeah. didn't fucking, because that was literally just me fucking being fucking me, dude. Yeah. And when I saw how well received that was, I'm like, holy shit. Shit, I'll keep going this direction. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and what's unfortunate about it is the power of social media, right? What's unfortunate about it is now f- I, I kind of lean away from doing like good business content. Like, like I, I'll do content sometimes about real estate investing, what to look for and stuff. But the views are so fucking little no, compared you're to the other shit. On your growth, yeah. I know. What's, what's making you grow faster? Yeah, but yeah, but the, the reason the reason why it does so well is because. People are starving for authenticity online. Yeah. Yep. Everyone's fucking fake. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you may not think, oh, it's not good content because it's not business. I'm not telling them what to invest in. But you probably don't realize like you're 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 subconsciously or or uh, through a subliminal message sort of saying, guys, just be yourselves. Right. Which is more fucking valuable than anything. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, that, that's true, man. Because even this fucking stupid one of me drunk talking about a $25,000 chip, somebody fucking posted, this guy is so motivating about yeah, me. Yeah. Well, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> you're like, bro, I'm like black hole right now. But, but, <laughs> but I, I, I think, because I, I realized, why the fuck would he say that? Yeah. And I think it's because no, it's that. he's seeing somebody that truly doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, that's it. Something real. You know what I mean? That's yeah. it. Yeah. We're starving people, for it. Yeah, people yeah. are, they, they need that. Um, we got some rapid fire for you. Yeah, oh, you do? All yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's run it um, Okay. First, I mean, you kind of answered this, but I'm going to get a, another answer now. True or false, your net worth is over 30 million. True. Nice. Would you rather be single or in a relationship right now? I, the reason I paused was I'm like, all right, now then you're going to say, is it over 35? Is it over 40? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to keep going? <laughs> I'm going to end with another one then. <laughs> What'd you say? Would you rather be single or, or in a relationship right now? Ooh, that's a tough one. Pass. No, 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 there's no passing. There's no passing. I just got out of a relationship. I was okay. dating somebody in uh, last year, so I'm freshly, freshly single. Okay, so yeah. we say single. All right, go for it. Um, <laughs> How's that for a non-answer? <laughs> Best piece of uh, gambling advice? Um, manage your money. Okay, don't don't go there trying to fucking win ten times your fucking bankroll, dude. Go in trying to win thirty percent of your fucking bankroll, and, and you could win every time. I haven't lost at a casino literally since twenty twenty one. People think I'm fucking full of shit. I'm yeah. not lying, and I gamble all the fucking so you're time. You're just taking your wins quick. And- I bring a quarter million, dude. I'm trying to win thirty or forty grand, dude. If I was trying to win two and a half million, I'd never fucking. If, if I'm gonna yeah. bring two two hundred fifty grand and keep playing till I win two and a half million or go to zero, it's gonna go to zero. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. But if I if I bring two fifty and I try to get it up to like two eighty or 300 before it goes to zero, I'm going to win. 
Fuck, and I haven't tough, fucking walked. That's wa- tough to walk away from. Though. Well, I usually, g- I'll, I'll get up like 50 or 60. Yeah. Well, last night, biggest thought, I was down fucking 80 last night, Damn. bro. And then I said, fuck it, dude. I started betting 10 grand a fucking hand. Went on a fucking heater, dude. Did you <laughs> make it back? That's when I made the pumpkin video. Let's go, <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. So take your wins while you can walk away. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Best piece of business advice. Best piece of business advice. Um, don't take, never go to a fat guy for dieting advice. Okay. (laughs) Just like you don't go to a W2 employee asking them about how to build your business. Fair money or fame. (laughs) You know, that's a, that's a really good one, man. I would probably say fame actually. Yeah. I'm I'm fucking like Now that that. the doors have opened, you're like, I like this life. fucking cool. You're the second, you're the second person who said that to us in a row. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Advice you would give to your 20 year old self. Um, quit worrying about what other people think about you, man. You know, I, I still kind of struggle with that to this, not, not with the social media shit. I know, but like, like I'll, I'll worry about like the whispers mm. a little bit too much and fair. I shouldn't not worth it. Yeah. If you were to start your career all over again, what industry or path would you choose? Listen, man, I, I, I call it being like, you know, the, 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 uh, I, guess, I don't know if it's politically correct to say, but, but. Pick an industry where you could be like, like the tallest midget. Okay, I was I, I was I was very fortunate. I was very, I like and I, I'm sorry if that's not politically correct. I, the tallest short person or whatever, or the, the smartest kid in the remedial class or whatever. Okay. If I would have been a lawyer or if I would have been like a doctor, I'd probably still be in fucking medical school, dude. I would have yeah. been very fucking average at, at best. Okay, I went into an insurance industry, which has a very low. Uh, barrier of entry. Mm. Okay, and then I dominated in that space. Just find something that you're good at in an industry that you could fucking succeed and rise to the top. In. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. What's your biggest regret in life? <laughs> Good one. Mm, biggest fucking regret. Um, I'd say probably dude, as I like grew in my thirties, I never kind of like slowed down and like kind of smelled the roses a little bit. And I yeah. probably showed up a little bit. Sort of just like realize like, well, fuck, like, look what I've done. Well, dude, I'm fucking like, dude, I feel, yeah, that and also just like relationships too. Mm. It's like I got, I got two kids. If I didn't have my two fucking kids, I don't, I'd feel pretty lonely actually. True. I, I thought I should have been in a relationship at this point, but I'm married or something. I'm, I'm okay. not move too fast, you know? Yeah. Fair enough. Most expensive purchase you ever made? <laughs> uh... I don't know if it's the most expensive, but I'll give you an in- interesting one. I fucking spent two two hundred fifty grand last fucking uh, summer on vacation. That, oh, that <laughs> on one vacation, on one vacation. Uh, it included chartering a hundred seventy seven foot yacht in Sardinia, Italy. Nice. It included a private oh, dumbest purchase I ever fucking made was part of this. It included charter or uh, doing a private jet from Paris to San Sebastian only for me to get on the jet and realize I'm claustrophobic. Oh my God. <laughs> There's 34 grand well spent. I sent my kids without me. I Stop. Me. I you came, got off? I got, yeah, I literally got off the plane. It was the girl I stayed at the time my kids got on there. Wow. <laughs> I'll meet you over there. Yeah. I get off. There's no fucking commercial flights from Paris to San Sebastian. Oh I end up getting there like 14 hours later. It was a, it was a fucking disaster. But uh, yeah, that was 35 grand. Not well spent. And then also, <laughs> by the way, Le Bristol Hotel in central Paris. If anyone's been there, uh, beautiful place. 
I uh, it was like eight grand a fucking night. That was eight grand a night? I, when I got that bill. I Must was have been like, nice though. It was very nice, but <laughs> yeah. like, you think my kids gave a fuck, dude? Yeah, like, true. Like, literally did not give a fuck, true. dude. There was no reason to spend that much money. But fair, it was fair. It was good only so I could talk about it a year later. I'm so rich. I spent eight grand a night. I'm so rich, guys. <laughs> okay, if you were to collaborate with one person, who would it be? Ooh, collaborate with one person. Who would it be? Hmm. You mean like in social media land? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Even business, social, whatever. Hmm. That's a good one, man. I think about that. You guys ask me shit that I don't fucking think about, bro. Um, I'd be like a childhood hero of mine or something like that. Probably like Michael Jordan. Oh, Michael I mean, Jordan. that's fucking massive. Yeah. 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 Okay. I think Chicago, Michael yeah. It makes sense. Start a business with Jordan. I got, I got to, I met Jordan once in passing at a casino, of course. But <laughs> yeah. my, my three icons growing up was Michael Jordan. Mike Tyson and and Hulk Hogan and, okay. and uh, I got to meet Hulk Hogan two weeks ago. It's fucking cool. Sick. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. If okay. I gave you ten mil right now, what's the first thing you would do? Give me ten mil right fucking now. Right now, baby. It's not gonna be very fucking exciting, dude. <laughs> no. I'd, I'd give it to my wealth manager at UBS. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do, Come on. dude. I'm gonna tell you fucking something right now, guys, and everyone should fucking listen to this. People might fucking disagree. All right, like I don't want to be too specific, but if you have ten million dollars. Or you have, say, $60 million. I don't know if there's a huge, like, lifestyle change. I, and I don't know what that next level is where you start to fucking feel it. Maybe 100 okay. million. Maybe. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I mean, I don't like flying private jets. True. I get claustrophobic. I don't really know what else I would spend my money on. Gambling. You know what I mean? Well, exactly. Yeah, maybe a little more. I don't know. <laughs> but, like... A friend of mine's a very successful lawyer. He has a fucking Rolls Royce that he paid, like, 400 grand for. And I, and I like it. I think it's a sharp car. And... I, I could go buy that, I guess. I just yeah. don't want to. I don't, I don't know, man. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what I would do. And di- one I don't know more, what I would do different with another yeah. $10 million. One more before the famous question. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get you to manifest something right now okay. on camera. Yeah. Manifest something to the camera that you want to see come to fruition next few years, and we're going to run it back and see what happens. Joe Rogan will have me as a guest on his podcast. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. That's go. a big one. It is. That's and a big one. I'm, Put I'm, it out. Hey, bro. When it happens, clip this back. Eh? Let's go. Let's okay. go. I, I made friends recently with Burt Kreischer. Burt and Joe are friends. Oh, you're so working on I, that. I'm already okay. one level Planting in. seeds. Burt, I'm using you to get to Joe. <laughs> yeah. John, before we end this, obviously, you know we are the MBH Podcast, Money Buys Happiness. So I want to ask you today, as we sit here on Super Bowl week in Vegas, if you believe money buys happiness. <sighs> uh, yes or no? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would say yes. Yeah. Straight up. And why? Yeah, I would say because it it, it'll, it gives you the the freedom to do a bunch of shit. You know, a lot of people will think I, if they watch my social media, they'll think I'm like a little flamboyant and stuff. But but here here's what you don't realize: if I didn't sell my company at 37, I wouldn't have been in a position to move to the suburbs, raise my kids the right way, go to my kids' wrestling matches, do whatever the fuck I want. If I was a W two employee, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So it just gives you the freedom to to do really whatever you want. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. You yeah. want to be a fucking boss? Sell your company for dozens of millions. Dozens of okay? millions. Make sure it's dozens. dozens. <laughs> John, appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. It's yeah, always a pleasure. Show, uh, I'm, I'm happy we got to get this done. Like I said, last episode was a little fucking <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. But this was like, dude, so much value in this. I've so had people hit me up, time. though. People saw me on your episode. Yeah. yeah. I've gotten DMs from people saying that they followed me because of your show. Oh, yeah. I okay, good. That. Yeah. I appreciate so that. It did, but th- this one, I feel like we finally got to know like, more about you. This is a fucking yeah. heater. So thanks again. Appreciate Guys, you made this far. You know what to do. I'm not even going to say it because you should know what to do. And uh, Jay, 